3: What is up, Green Bay Packers fans? Welcome back to another edition of the Pack-A-Day podcast. I am your host, Jacob Morley. Uh, Ross Uglum is out and about today, so he will not be joining us. Um, so I thought it'd be fun today to kind of look back at the 2017 Packers draft class. the The thing that people always say, and you heard it a bunch this year too, especially, is wait three years. Just wait. Um, you really can't judge these draft classes until they've got three seasons under their belt. And even then, you know, some of these guys we're going to talk about today, you're going to realize, wow, some of these guys still, um, this is kind of it. You know, this is their make or break year. Some of these guys, the book has already been closed on. Um, so it's three years is, is a pretty good time to look at this. And, of course, if you just do a quick Google search, uh, there'll be a lot of major you know, media outlets that have done this as well, um, looking back three years now. But this is my take. Um, on the 2017 draft class. And it's one that's really, really interesting because the top pick, Kevin King, is someone that has been talked about um, at length and what he has been for the Packers. And you can't mention Kevin King without mentioning TJ Watt, uh, the outside linebacker out of Wisconsin. Uh, but that's all I'm going to mention him today because I'm not comparing it. I'm not doing anything like that. I'm not going to deep dive and say, well, this was a good pick, but they could have had this player. You can do that with every single draft, every single pick. Rarely ever do you look at a pick and say, wow, this was the absolute best player they could have taken at this position. It just doesn't happen that way. Um, so we're just going to look at these players and what they've done in Green Bay in their three seasons. So let's look at Kevin King first. And Kevin King was a guy coming out of Washington I was not super high on. I was not thrilled about this pick when it happened, and not because of who they didn't take, but just because as Kevin King as the player wasn't wild about. Um, his athletic profile was through the roof. I mean, if you go look at his three-cone time um, for a guy that's, what, 6'3", 200-plus, it's, it's unreal. Uh, what he's been able to do in Green Bay, though, it's been very up and down. Um, coming out of Washington, my big concern with him is – uh, he he has that great three cone time, but I didn't necessarily see that translate on the field. And what I mean by that is, is you look at guys, you look at guys, especially at the quarterback position, uh, that click and close ability, that change of direction ability. Uh, Kevin King doesn't have, is not is not good, is not great there. He's not terrible either. He's just he's very average. Um, but for a guy with his length, uh, that you can get by with that. And I think that's kind of what you've seen with Kevin King in his first three years. His, his play has been very up and down. um, But he's played some very good football for the Packers. And you're talking now about the 33rd overall pick. That is a second round pick. You're in the thirties. You get the kind of production that you get out of Kevin King. Uh, This is not an F pick. This is not a D pick. Um, In fact, this is not really even a C pick. This is an above average pick for the 33rd overall pick in the draft class. Um, and so that's something that I think you you look at the packs and say you know what they did not um, they did not swing and miss on this pick. Kevin King has been a good football player for them, and you look at his injury history. Last year was really the first year he was able to stay healthy and contribute. You know through all four quarters of the season. Um, so that's something that you see the flashes of potential there for Kevin King, and he's a guy that I think can be a very high level starter in this league. I think right now you'd say he's probably. Uh, an average starter in this league, and average starting cornerback play in this league is can be hard to find. So uh, that's something that I don't think you can necessarily hammer the Packers on and say, "Wow, they really screwed the pooch uh, drafting Kevin King." They they didn't. Uh, Kevin King has been a fine football player for them. Uh, he's he's done some things that are infuriating, but he's also made some plays that make you go, "Wow," and uh, and that's something that I think you know moving forward uh, he can do a bit, he can do more of. And if you look at the way the Packers have used him, I think coming out of Washington, I already mentioned this, I think he struggles with the the smaller, quicker receivers. I think that has translated to a struggle of his in the NFL as well. But what he does a good job of is the bi- bigger, more physical receivers. Um, he's not a guy that's going to get bullied. You need players like Kevin King on your team. Uh, Kevin King is going into his contract year. Uh, if the Packers don't pick him up, he's gonna get signed somewhere. He's gonna get signed to be a starting cornerback on some other team if the Packers don't pay him. Um, so I think I think Kevin King is gonna be an interesting case, but right now I, I give that pick a just a B, just a solid B, um, not a B minus because I think Kevin King's a good player and I've been just as hard on him as other as anyone at times. But you got to give credit where credit is due. At that point in the draft, finding a starting caliber corner. Is, is a nice pick. It's a nice pick. It's a hard thing to do. There's a lot of teams out there that would love to have Kevin King on their team. Um, so solid B there for their first pick, 33rd overall. Remember, they traded back that year out of the first round. I believe it was with Cleveland um, to the 33rd overall pick. Now, the set, their second of their second-round picks, uh, this guy, wow. You want to talk about interesting picks looking back on it. Josh Jones, the safety out of NC State. I remember when he was picked. He was a guy that, you know, if I want to call my misses and my hits, uh, I didn't love Kevin King. I loved Josh Jones coming out of NC State. Uh, I just thought he had it all watching his tape. I thought, I I guess the instincts I thought were okay in college, um, they turned out to not be very good is what it kind of came down to. And I think that's what his issue was, was between the ears. Uh, But you look at his trajectory and how weird it was. I remember – the anonymous scout that tweeted in the rookie OTAs in 2017, just Josh Jones, wow. And in a positive way. They they were really impressed. And then, you know, the Cincinnati game where he just came out like gangbusters. I believe he had two sacks in that game, was all over the field. That was probably his best game of his career, which is, is sad to say. That was, he peaked. Um, I don't think he's even on, I mean, he's on a roster now, but I believe he was on a practice squad last year. Uh, So that's, you know, you look at a pick like that, and we are three seasons removed, and he's not on the team anymore. He's really, for all intents and purposes, out of the league. And so you look at a guy like Josh Jones, it started out hot. And because because they got one good game of really good production, I'm not going to give it an F. Uh, I'm going to give it a D minus uh, because they did have just you know he he contributed he didn't do nothing and he did have one really big game one really big game is is better than a lot of guys that get drafted anywhere so uh, Josh Jones is going to be a D minus and if you want to say that picks an F I I will hear that argument um, but just for the Cincinnati Bengals game I'm going to give it a D minus so so far we got Kevin King B Josh Jones D minus. Uh, their third pick of this draft, uh, third round, this guy was just in the news recently, not for good reasons. Uh, and that's Montrevius Adams, the defensive tackle out of Auburn. You know, his rookie year was pretty much all but lost due to injury. You know, I know the Packers still really like him. You know, last offseason coming into the coming into the regular season, Kenny Clark on this very podcast talked about Montrevius Adams uh, being a guy to keep an eye on, someone that they're really excited about. And for whatever reason, he has just, he hasn't been able to put together. And Montrevious Adams coming out of Auburn, uh, I didn't love him, but I I liked him in this range of the third round because he was a guy that had all the tools. And he still does. He's a very good athlete when you watch him. Uh, I thought he was a little bit linear coming out of college. And I think you kind of see a little bit of that as well in the pros. Um, You know, he's a guy that this is going to be a make or break season for him. And uh, so far, he really hasn't lived up to a top 100 pick whatsoever. Uh, and, you know, he's, he was arrested last week for, you know, some pretty minor traffic violations and stuff like that, but not, not something that you need or you want um, coming into really a make-or-break season. So, so Montrevy's Adams, so far, I'd say that's a C-minus of a pick. Um, I think in that range, what you get, and, and be, really being realistic, what you get, in the 93rd overall pick, Uh, more often than not, an an average pick is a Montrevis Adams type guy who um, has flashed, but hasn't really put it together. And if you look at the way the cards will probably fall, uh, history would probably tell us that Montrevis Adams is not going to put it together this season because most times, you know, at this point, those guys, if they haven't, they won't. Um, But he still can, you know, he still can. And I know, I know the Packers are really hoping he does because uh, the depth at the defensive line position behind Kenny Clark really is not that good. Uh, so maybe they know something we don't about Adams, and uh, I hope that's the case. Uh, but Montreus adams I might even be oh – gosh, I might even be being a little generous giving that a C- minus so far because when he's played, it, it hasn't been great. Um, fourth-round pick. They had two fourth-round picks in this draft class. The first one – uh, and this is a really interesting – this, this I think, is on, honestly more of an interesting debate than the Kevin King versus T.J. Watt, and that's Vince Beagle. And I think the debate with him is, did they let go of him too soon? Uh, because he the Packers cut him after two seasons. He got picked up by the Saints, who also cut him, and he goes to Miami and pl- played really well. He was their best pass rusher last year. And I think he's someone that they're really excited about. And so for whatever reason, it didn't work out for him in Green Bay or or New Orleans. Um, so this isn't just a Green Bay, you know, oh, Green Bay whiffed on him, didn't see it. New Orleans didn't either. And New Orleans is a perennial playoff team. Miami is not. So uh, this is an interesting kind of a, a just a really weird case here. Um, but Vince Beagle, I, he's tough. I You know, it, when you look at him as a player – uh, he, he's an absolute F of a pick for the Packers. But if you look at him and the Packers' evaluation of him, what they thought they got with him, he might actually be like a B. But just sticking strictly to the Packers, he, he, it's got to be an F because it, it looks like they really misevaluated his talent and they misevaluated um, how long it was going to take him to develop. And so you, you have to call that a failure. And, that, and that's too bad because it really stinks when, when you pick a guy that can't play. It, it stinks even more when you pick a guy that you think can't play and he goes somewhere else and he plays very well. Um, so that's, that's kind of a tough one. Um, he would be a nice fourth outside linebacker on this team right now. He absolutely could take over that Kyler Fackrell role. Uh, but he's going to be doing that in Miami. Um, so for the Packers, I'm going to give that pick an F. He they they, they misinterpreted that that entire thing, um, but Vince Beagle as a player, I'm going to give him a B. 108th overall pick so far. He's he's just his last season. He's he's above average as a pass rusher, especially outside of the top 100. Uh, so Packers F. Vince Beagle the player, good for him. He's he's turning it around. I'd give him a B. Um, their second of their fourth round picks is Jamal Williams, the running back out of BYU. I think this is a really easy, solid B to give the Packers. Um, Jamal Williams at this point in the draft, 134th overall. I think you know this is really where you like to take a running back, and Jamal Williams is is probably the best backup on the Packers right now, and he's a guy that could come in. I think he's uh a pre- I think he's a pretty good starter in this league I really do I think he can do a lot of things I think he's a guy that's probably best in a committee but when you look at him he's kind of one of those guys that also once uh you know the cold weather starts rolling around once he takes a few hits he seems like one of those guys that really gets his engine revved up and he and he plays really well um so Jamal Williams you know he's a guy that will do absolutely anything for the Packers he plays special teams for him. he's um he's he's turned into a pretty good third down back he he had I believe he had four receiving touchdowns last year as well. And he the the play that really sticks out to me is that catch in the back of the end zone against Kansas City. Just and will be, uh, will he? So Jamal Williams will always be on Aaron Rodgers' highlight. I think highlight real. I think that's one of Aaron Rodgers' top twenty throws in his career. Um, and Jamal Williams was on the receiving end of it. But he's just a really good player. He's just. You know, when you have a good football team, you have guys like Jamal Williams on them. He's never going to be a superstar. He's never going to be a stud. He's never really going to be someone that a team needs to game plan for. But he's just solid. He's just really good at every single thing he does. So getting a guy like that in the fourth round, thats uh, I, I would take a guy like that in the fourth round every single year. If you tell me every single year you get a player um, of the caliber of Jamal Williams in the fourth round, I'm taking that 100% every single time. Uh, that's the, so that was the second of their fourth round picks. They had one, two fifth round picks. Um, and they could not be more opposite. <laughs> the, their first of their fifth round picks, 175th overall, D'Angelo Yancey, uh, did not make the team out of, uh, out of camp. Uh, they stashed him on the practice squad, but as a fifth-round pick, not making the team out of camp—that's that is not good. And you you start to look at as well with the Packers where they're at right now with their wide receiver depth and how it is uh, troubling. You look at you can go back to the 2017 draft class and say, well, they took two wide receivers and were able to do nothing with them. Um, a fifth-round pick, D'Angelo Yancey—you know—you're not banking on him being a stud, but you would really like for him to at least have stuck around and found some type of niche on this team. Um, he was not able to do that. I believe he was playing in the XFL last year. So um, D'Angelo Yancey did not even – I don't know if he even – he maybe suited up some games out of the practice squad, but I think if you look at him, he he really didn't do anything for the Packers, didn't contribute um, special teams, anything like that. I think you have to give that pick an just, um just kind of flamed out. Now, the other fifth-round pick that they had in this draft class, this is absolutely the crown jewel of this draft class, and that's Aaron Jones out of UTEP, the 182nd overall pick. Whenever you get a guy approaching the 200th pick, and this is something everybody knows. You guys all know this. When you get a guy this late that's as good as Aaron Jones, it can't be anything but an A+. Absolutely. That is a slam-dunk, home-run pick, and good for them. They found a guy... Um, that had some concerns coming out, uh, some, not concerns, but questions. You know, he's a smaller guy. People thought he could be a good receiver out of the backfield, uh, but we weren't sure about it. He's proven all that stuff. You know, the only thing that he really still has hanging over his head is being that smaller back, uh, not necessarily able to stay healthy. Um, But even if if Aaron Jones, and and I don't want to put this on him, but if Aaron Jones doesn't play another snap in Green Bay as a running back, a fifth round pick doing what he did last year alone would warrant an A for this pick. I, I really believe that. Um, and, and you look at players of his caliber this late into the draft class home run. Aaron Jones is one of the best skill possession players in the NFL. Um, he really is. And, and for the Packers, obviously I think it's Devonte Adams. Is there one a playmaker? Aaron Jones has got to be one B. So, Uh, They hit that pick absolutely out of the park, so good for the Packers there. That was the best pick of this draft class. Uh, Moving on to the sixth-round pick, uh, Kofi Amici, Uh, the tackle out of South Florida. Huge RAS, dude. This was an absolute swing for the fences, Um, and and I like that. I like the the mentality of taking a player like Kofi here. Um, He didn't pan out, obviously. He's not on the team anymore. I don't know where he's at in the league. Uh, but he didn't pan out for the Packers. Um, I'm not going to give this pick an F, though, just because he contrib- He he made the team, um, I believe. Uh, he he played. He was on the team for two years. So I think at this point in the draft class, you get a guy with some type of special teams value. I'm going to give this pick a solid D, uh, not, not necessarily an F, because I think they got a guy that they got some contribution out of, uh, but not quite. And now we're moving on to their two seventh-round draft picks. Um, tough to give either of these guys a failing grade because – This is really where you look at, you know, taking your home run swings. Um, And neither of these guys panned out, and and that happens. But they they took Devontae Mays and Malachi Dupree. Uh, Both of these guys, you know, Devontae Mays made the team out of camp um, and played a little bit, and he was part of that, you know, that trio of running backs that they took here in this draft class. And, you know, he was a a really special athlete. But for whatever reason, I think he was actually – like his first two carries, he fumbled the ball. I, I, don't quote me on that. But I know he had some ball security issues, and that really put the nail in the coffin, really, of his career in Green Bay. And that's and that's unfortunate. Um, but when you're a seventh-round draft pick, you get those opportunities. You you don't get a lot of second chances at that point in the draft. And, unfortunately, for Devontae Mays, that's kind of going to be the story of his career in Green Bay. And then their last pick, Malachi Dupree. I re- Malachi Dupree is, is a weird one because I remember – if you said anything negative about Malachi Dupree for a time, there was a lot of Malachi Dupree stands out there uh, that talked about, you know, he was like the number one wide receiver recruit, recruit coming out of high school, never really put it together at LSU and he never really put it together in the uh, the NFL either. Uh, He kicked around the NFL for a few years. I think a lot of teams were really intrigued with his athletic profile and his potential um, and his pedigree. If you remember Malachi Dupree though, his, career in Green Bay was really derailed um, by taking just a nasty hit over the middle of the field in a preseason game Um, I believe he missed a lot of the preseason because of that and just was never really able to get his footing Um, so Malakad Dupree I'm not going to give either of those guys a grade just because seventh round draft picks you know that I really think those guys are really in the same category as UDFA's and if you get anything out of those guys, I think it's really just gravy. And it's tough to say, well, they whiffed on that seventh round. But yeah, there's really no expectations for these guys. Anything you get out of them, um, is you're pretty happy about. So when you look at this thing overall, I think the headliner of this draft class is, of course, Aaron Jones. We talked about that. But then you, got, you get a, a, an above-average starter to average starter in Kevin King. You get a really good backup in Jamal Williams um Montrevious Adams the jury is still out Vince Beagle they kind of screwed the pooch on oh I didn't even mean to say that pun uh but that is a terrible pun and uh if you're still listening cool um but yeah Vince Beagle they kind of messed that one up um if if they would have held on to him that really could have made this draft look a lot better if you would have had the same trajectory um that he's having in Miami right now so when you look at this draft class they really got, you know, two starters and a really good backup out of a draft class. That's not very good. It just really isn't. You know, I think the the kind of the borderline is you want to try to get four starters out of each draft class. And the Packers failed to do that here, depending on what you think of Montravius Adams, if you think he's a starter or not. So I, I don't I can't give this if, if C is average I think I would just give this this draft class a D-plus, a D-plus, C-minus. It's really not a great draft class. You know, that can turn around still. You know, Kevin King comes out this year, you know, plays to his potential and is, is a lockdown guy across from Jair. Montrevious comes out and, you know, he's – whatever he's he's something that we haven't seen before you know that's really their only chance if you look at it Kevin King on the uh Kevin King still on the roster Josh Jones not on the roster Vince Beagle not on the roster Yancey not on the roster you know Amici Mays and Dupree not on the roster so you're looking at one two three four guys from this draft class that are still on the roster and yeah so that's uh, three years from now, that's that's not good. Um, I believe this was Ted Thompson's last draft in in Green Bay as well. Um, so it, it's it's interesting. It's kind of interesting because uh, if you look at Ron Wolf's last draft in Green Bay, uh, it was probably it was, it was worse than this. Um, but you know, drafts like this can come back to haunt you. And I think if you look at the way the Packers addressed free agency last year, aggressively you know, Adrian Amos, he's a safety, edge rusher, Beagle didn't pass out. They went and got two of those. I mean, you kind of see how free agency can kind of cover some of those mistakes that you make in the draft. And I think that's kind of what happened last year. Um, so I would give this draft three years now, C minus D And that's that, you know, that it is what it is. Uh, you know, hopefully next year we can do this again with the 2018 draft class and talk about how uh, they really made up for it with that one. But truthfully, guys, outside of Jair, that's not looking like a fantastic draft class either. So hopefully that one can have some guys that hit this year and we can look back next year and say, wow, you know, they made up for it with this A-plus draft class. But um, we'll see. Like anything else, time will tell. Um, thanks for listening, guys. I know we're kind of, golly, we're in the deadest of dead seasons right now. Uh, so we appreciate you guys sticking with us through all of this. Uh, if you have ideas, you know, stuff you want to talk about, stuff you want to hear about, we, we'd love to do that. Um, just because as content creators, this is the time of the year that's tough for us. And uh, it's especially tough this year. So I hope everybody's staying safe. Hope everybody's family's good. Um, thanks for listening. And as always, Go Pack Go!